0: If I would have known how hard it was going to be, I don't know that I would have ever started.
1: This is the Begin Within podcast, where we believe real, lasting health and fitness requires you to start inside before you work out. I'm your host, Nate Slegger. And I'm here to show you behind the scenes of fitness. You already know exercise is good for you. But what about all the other things in life that affect your fitness? If you're looking for extra motivation to get started or to make sure you keep going, this is the place for you.
0: Produced by BeginWithin.fit.
1: If you are working on getting healthier, losing weight, improving your fitness, whatever it is, but you have this feeling that you should be getting better results, you're just not sure what you might be doing wrong. Well, I want to tell you, you are not alone. And that is the very reason why I wrote my latest book, Five Ways You're Wrecking Your Weight loss, so that you can take a look at five of the most common reasons I see that people aren't getting the results that they deserve for all their hard work. Just five really quick fixes that can get you headed toward the results that you want. Check it out. You can download it by going to beginwithin.fit, clicking on the ebook button, or clicking on the link in the show notes. Check out my book. Let me know what you think. My guest today is Leslie Davis. She is the author of the book, You Can't Eat Love. And as you can tell, uh, she's, she's a great fit here for the Begin Within podcast. Um, you're going to really enjoy the things that she has to share. So many little tidbits, words of wisdom she has lost. 100 pounds. She did She did it uh, in 22 months. She's going to tell you about how she did it and how she did it by improving mental, physical, and emotional health simultaneously. So many interesting little stories and metaphors that she's going to share you're going to benefit from. And we're going to have some fun as you listen to it. You're going to enjoy it very much. So here are a few things that I want you to listen for as she tells her story and tells us about her book. Uh, First of all, the importance of your why. You know, we've talked about that so many times on the show, but she's going to add an interesting twist to it that might surprise you and will definitely benefit you. So listen when she starts talking about the importance of your why. Secondly, she talks about language. How language is so important, and she's referring to, she will refer to in the interview, the language that we're speaking when we talk with ourselves. You know I love a good dig down into the internal voice. I'm trying to think of the best way to phrase this. You know that I love to talk about voices, right? We talk about voices so often here on the show, things that we have going on inside of us. So listen as she talks about language, and you're going to hear specific language that she uses throughout as she's talking about her journey, and you're going to be able to see how that language is so valuable, especially she's going to talk about cheat days. So notice that, pay close attention to it. And then finally, you will want a pen and paper. If not handy at the end of the episode, you're going to want to go back when you have a pen and paper so that you can do the exercise that she recommends. So pay close attention to that. Listen for that concept. And if you can't sit down right after you listen with a pen and paper, come back to this episode and do it when you have some free time it's going to change the way you look at this journey of weight loss health improvement fitness whatever it is that you're specifically after here's my interview with leslie davis
0: my father had just died and my oldest son and his wife were expecting a baby and they decided for whatever reason they didn't want me in their life um so as a consequence, I was thrown into what I call a wash, rinse, repeat cycle. And the reason I call it that is my own mother died two weeks before my oldest child, this very child, was born. And so I never really mourned her death. So them deciding that I was not going to be part of their life with the advent of my grandchild being born threw me back to them. So I realized that I was at a point in my life where I could make two choices, one of two choices. I could either keep going the way that I was going, which was leading to a not very good place. And I hate to say that I hit rock bottom because I feel like that tempts the fates to say, oh, you think that was rock bottom? Let's just show you what rock bottom really looks like. So I'm not going to use that term. But I realized I could either keep going the way that I was going, which was leading to a not very good place, or I could decide to get healthy mentally, physically, and emotionally. Okay. Now, I didn't know what that looked like, but I made the decision to go ahead and start trying to get healthy mentally, physically, and emotionally, because I realized that if, if and when my son decided that he wanted a relationship with me, I needed to be in a better place. I needed to be the very best version of myself so that I could pick at the relationship back up and not continue making the same mistakes. Well, when I started the journey, I said, okay, well, what can you do first? And I tell people now all the time, if I would have known how hard it was going to be, I don't know that I would have ever started, but oh, I didn't know. I didn't know. So I was just taking one step, taking one step, taking one step. I mean, for example, you're in Wisconsin. I'm down here in Texas. You can look at a map and you can tell it's a very long trip. Now, if you have small children and you were to say to them, guess what? We're going to sit in the car and we're going to stay in this car until we've driven well over a thousand miles To get to this place, that's going to be really hot because we're going to go there in the summertime, and it's going to be really hot and it's going to be really sticky. Do you think your children would stay put in that car without screaming and kicking and yelling and hollering for that entire trip? No, no, they wouldn't.
1: (laughs) It'll be very unpleasant. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yes. So that's that's why I say, you know, if I would have known how hard it was going to be, I don't know that I would have begun. But what I did was I said, okay. We need to do something about something. And the easiest thing that I could do something about was my weight. And I said, all right, we need to figure out how to eat better. And I got on a scale um, and I saw how far I was from where I thought I wanted to be. And I was almost 100 pounds more than where I thought I wanted to be. Now, you want to talk about shocking. Yeah, that that was overwhelming. And I almost quit at that point and said, forget it. But instead I said, okay, you made this decision. You made this choice. And I tell people, one of the main reasons that I was able to continue on, and it took me um, 22 months to lose almost a hundred pounds. So I didn't do it quickly. I feel like that's
1: really good. A rate, honestly, Leslie, that's
0: Well, a lot of people are like, you didn't lose it faster. Because let me tell you how crazy it was. I decided that I was going to have it all gone by the end of the year. Well, now that's not realistic. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes, I could have had it all gone by the end of the year. However, I would not have learned what I learned. I wouldn't have shifted my thought patterns. I wouldn't have shifted my beliefs. I wouldn't have rewritten the tapes that were running in my head. I wouldn't have rebuilt my life. So um, in looking at that, I said, okay, we can't do a hundred pounds, but you know what we can do? We can do five. And so I started focusing on five and I said, all right, what are you going to do when you hit that five pound loss? Well, I said, all right, we're going to buy a crazy colored lipstick that when you wear it, your husband says, what in the heck are you thinking? (laughs) And so I wrote it down. I said, My first goal is I'm going to lose five pounds. And when I hit that five, I'm going to buy myself a crazy colored lipstick. I wrote it down. I still have the papers that I wrote it down on. And then I started hearing how I was talking to myself when I wouldn't follow my food plan or I would eat stuff that wasn't on the plan or I would overeat. Mm -hmm. And I started recognizing okay, this isn't going to work. So what I realized is if, if I make a mistake, if I make, look, first of all, I decided that there were only three kinds of choices. There's a good choice, a great choice, and a not so good choice. There are no right. bad choices because right. language is so important. The words that we speak to ourselves are so important. Also, I decided there are no cheat days. People talk about, well, I have a cheat day. I have a cheat week. I have a cheat month. Okay. There are only three ways that you can cheat. One is on your taxes. Two is on a test. Three is on your significant other. Anything else is a choice. And we revert back to there are only good choices, great choices, and not so good choices.
1: Hmm. Awesome. I like it.
0: So, So when we opt to have a chocolate milkshake, it's because we're making a not so good choice. Yeah. And then we can ask ourselves, what is really going on that we decided that we needed a chocolate milkshake or that mm. we wanted a chocolate milkshake? Yeah. So here we are having internal conversations. And that brings me back to I started naming my emotions And it wasn't that I didn't know what the names of emotions were. I didn't know how to name my emotions
1: Hmm.
0: because so many times growing up when I would express how I felt, I would be told, well, you shouldn't feel that way. And we say that a lot we say that a lot. So I was really confused. So starting to name my emotions, I feel sad right now. I'm angry right now. I'm mad right now. I'm hurt, you know, whatever it was because it was in that time that I realized that I had been turning to food as my drug of choice. Mm -hmm. Some people turn to alcohol. Some people turn to drugs. Some people turn to, you know, all kinds of things for me personally, food was my drug of choice. And what I was doing is I thought that nobody loved me. And the truth was the only person who did not love me was me. And what I had been doing was I had been filling what I call a myself sized hole in my heart with food, because that was all that I knew to do to stop the pain. Mm. And then I recognized You can't eat love.
1: Hmm. Well, you have a way with words. I'm sure you know that. (laughs) And uh, that's why you wrote a book, right? But (laughs) I find it so interesting that you had that awareness of all those things, you know, the thoughts and the feelings that were going on and started to get so curious about about that. Was that something that you always kind of had, Leslie, or what...
0: Well, what I've always had a curiosity, that? but yeah. it's usually, you know, on behalf of other people, rarely for myself.
1: Okay. Got it. Um,
0: and, and during this time, as I said, I realized I could go one of two directions. Mm-hmm. And I made that conscious choice and... You know, you work with people, you work with people who are struggling with their fitness and their health and all that kind of thing. And they're trying to become a better version of themselves. Mm -hmm. Well, what I say to people is let's figure out what your real deep why is. Why are you really wanting to go on this journey? Because remember, we're driving from Wisconsin to Texas. We're heading to Texas in the middle of summertime. Trust me, it is hotter than blue blazes here. (laughs) And we're not going to stop anywhere along the way. So why are we getting into that car? Why are we going to stay in that car? What's going to keep us in that car so that we reach our destination? Mm. And so I say to people, figure out what your deep why is that has absolutely nothing to do with your weight or anybody else.
1: Oh, I like that. I like that. Why is it so important that it doesn't have anything to do with anybody else?
0: People will disappoint you. You will get angry with people. People will, you know, people are people. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And that circles back to something that I came to truly understand. We are not in control of anybody else. We are only in control of us. And half the time, we're not in control of that. (laughs) So if we're making it subject to somebody else doing something, then we're setting parameters on them. But also consider this. You have just given that other person power. Hmm. And what I recognized is I was giving my power away and I needed to keep my power so that I could live my very best life as I determined it to be. And not as somebody else determined that it should be.
1: I know we, we touched on the book a little bit. Could we, could we talk about that? Could you just tell me about, about, um, you can't eat love. Um, what, what am I going to find there? What are our listeners going to find when they check it out?
0: (laughs) Well, the first thing they're going to find is, um, the, the first three or four paragraphs I wrote several years ago, it was the day after Mother's Day. I don't do Mother's Day very well because my first Mother's Day as a mother was also my first Mother's Day without my mother. So mm. she's been gone now 38 years. So anyway, I struggled. Um, but my youngest sister had commented that she always made a, a chocolate meringue pie to honor the memory of our mother, because that was one of our things that we've always done in our family. So I decided, okay, we're going to try something different. And I made the pie. And the next day I sat down to have a piece of pie for breakfast. Do not tell me that's not appropriate breakfast food. It has eggs. It has milk in it. It is very healthy.
1: (laughs) There's no bad choice. Right. Leslie? That's exactly
0: no. right. That's yeah. exactly right. And as I was eating it, I was reflecting. And that's truly where the phrase you can't eat love came from, because I was reflecting on my mother, my grandparents, Willie May, all the people who are now gone. And I was realizing that I had been using food you know, to really fill that hole in my heart. And I've got still has a piece of paper where I scribbled, as I said, what becomes the first two or three paragraphs of the book. But in opening the book, <clears throat> I talk about the lies that I tell myself, mm. for example, um, if I eat something with a Diet Coke, it has no calories because the Diet Coke cancels it out. Right. <clears throat> if I um if i'm at the grocery store and i'm a little bit you know i need a little smackerel as winnie the pooh likes to say i would buy these 18 count cookies they're very soft sugar cookies with this delicious icing on them and i would say you know what grocery shopping is so exhausting i needed one cookie so i could make it you know the, the 10 minute drive home otherwise i was going to collapse and die from starvation right So I'd get my one cookie out and I would eat that cookie. Well, the other 17 friends would start calling and say, you know, well, what about us? And I'd have them all eaten before I got home. Well, those have no calories because nobody sees you eat them. Hmm. And while, you know, I'm, I say it with a lot of humor, but it's the truth. And I've had people say they struggle to read that part because they see themselves in it. Mm-hmm. But then I go on and I talk about, you know, we're on a journey. But the most, um, the, the metaphor that I use the most through the entire book, and I use it when I'm talking too, is you've, you've gotten stuck in a traffic jam, right? You've been in your car. You've gotten stuck in a traffic jam. What do you do? You, you sit there in your car, right? And you probably change the radio station, call a friend, make some text messages, Do You do something. But what don't you do? You don't park that car. You don't get out of it. And you do not walk home, do you? No. So what I say to people is when we're on this journey to become the best version of ourselves, to get healthy mentally, physically, and emotionally, It's just like driving down the road. I mean, I live just south of I-10, one of the busiest freeways. Um, I've never parked my car. I've never gotten out. I've never walked home. So if we look at the bumps that we hit, if we look at the time when we ate half the cake or the entire pan of brownies, or we skipped our workout, or any of the myriad of things that we do, if we look at those as a traffic jam, and we say, oh, Okay, but well what can I do now? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to park my car. I'm not going to get out. I'm not going to walk home. Because remember, there are only three kinds of choices, and you cannot cheat, unless it's taxes, a test, or your significant other, right? So you pick up right where you are. You say, you know what? This is what happened. I forgive myself. I'm moving on, mm-hmm. and we don't rehash it. We don't mull over it. We don't post it on Facebook. We we just say this is what happened. It's a fact. We have a small rear view mirror for a reason. It's to check for information so that we can make decisions as we go forward.
1: Awesome. I love it. Uh, I I'm I'm a fan. I'm I oh, can sit here you. all day and listen, <laughs> Leslie. That's awesome. Um, could you tell us about the best way to get a hold of your book? How about that?
0: The The best way to find the book is on Amazon. Or if you just go to my website, youcanteatlove.com, there are links to, to the book. Um, and there's also more information about me and how to get in touch with me if you want to just have a conversation, because I will answer. I have people say all the time, oh, you're a real person. Yes, I'm a real person. <laughs> <laughs>
1: really? No, that's awesome. Okay, I'll, I'll make sure that there's a link for listeners to go in our show notes. Um Last question for you. And, and, and man, I'd love to have you back because there's so many things I feel like we could dig more into. Um, But you talked about being healthy, mentally, physically, emotionally, and, and how those are happening simultaneously. I'm curious as someone's listening, if they're um, interested or feeling that it would be good for them to get started on it on a journey. With, with those three things in mind, how would you recommend that we get started? Like what would be the first best step to begin?
0: The first best step to begin would be to get pen and paper and sit down and have an honest conversation with yourself mm-hmm. because oftentimes we're looking for outside affirmation when truthfully the affirmation you need is all within you. So have an honest conversation with yourself and pretend that you are the you that you want to be a year from now. And write a letter from yourself a year from now to the you that you are today. And tell yourself, thank you so much for everything that you've done. And get really detailed you know how you, you know, you started watching what you ate, how you took up exercising, get really detailed about all the things that the current you has done so that the future you is beginning to live their very best life. Mm-hmm. And tell the current you how proud you are and how you know how hard it had to have been, and how incredible and amazing you are, and just let it pour out let it absolutely pour out. I recommend having tissues or paper towels close by because I promise the tears will come if you get really, really honest and you keep telling yourself, I, I know you did it. I know it was hard. And you acknowledge all of those things and just let it pour out until you're absolutely, totally and completely empty. And whether you reread it or don't reread it, that's your choice. I will be very honest. I rarely reread anything that I've written to myself with the exception of these future selves writing to my past self. Mm. I will reread those. But once you do that, and if you do choose to reread it, have some more tissues or paper towels or napkins close by, (laughs) because I promise that you'll begin to feel that, that, doubt that log jam starting to release and you will see possible and then decide after you've done that decide that you're going to take one tiny step write down what that tiny step is going to be and then write down how you're going to reward yourself when you take that tiny step and then make a plan for the next tiny step and the next reward and i promise a year from now when you reread that letter you're going to see how much of it came true.
1: Oh, I love it. That's a super powerful exercise. I can tell already. Um, Thank you, Leslie Davis. Thank you so much for being here on the show.
0: Oh, well, Nate, thank you so much.
1: Wasn't that awesome? I know that you enjoyed it as much as I did. When I was doing that interview with Leslie, I, I was, first of all, I was thoroughly entertained I have no doubt that her book is full of the same types of really interesting metaphors and ways of looking at at this health, fitness, weight loss journey that, that we're on. And is going to be full of really beneficial shifts in thinking that will serve you. So I'm so happy that she came on the show, that she was willing to share that with you and me. And I'm going to for sure have a link for you. It's already there. It's waiting for you in the show notes so that you can connect with Leslie and check out her book, You Can't Eat Love. Now, I want to go back to those themes that I asked you to listen for. First of all, your why. You know, and I, and I jotted down because she began her journey thinking about her son, right? She shared that with us, and and uh, again, uh, I appreciate her so much for being so vulnerable and open and honest, and sharing that, that was what kind of kick her journey, but what she realized later was that the why, the why really has to do more uh, about you personally, you individually, make sure that it's not about others. I think that is such a valuable twist on the conversations around why that we have so much so we talk about other people who we're doing it for but i loved her point to the point that if you are doing it for someone else that person could disappoint you could let you down right they're people they're humans and if everything is based around that person then what happens if the relationship shifts for for one reason or another right so what is about you? Why are you doing it for you? That's so important. Uh, what a great source of fuel, internal fuel, and motivation for this journey. You know, and secondly, she talked about language. A couple of interesting things about language that I picked up on. Uh, she mentioned how hard this process is. And isn't that a great thing to keep in mind? as you're in the process, hey, this is hard. So if it feels hard, if it feels frustrating, if you feel disappointed from time to time, it's okay. That's, that's what happens when things are hard, right? It's difficult. And so um, having some, some you know challenges, needing to come up with solutions to a problem that we didn't expect, that's okay. That's just par for the course. That's the trip that we're on, right? And the idea of choices, right? There's no bad choice. That's going to stick with me for sure. I I absolutely loved that. And again, you've heard, if you've listened to other episodes on this podcast, similar ideas, but perhaps not communicated just in that same way. And the word cheat, right? We talk about cheat meal, cheat day. Hey, it's just a not so good choice, right? Let's just call it what it is. It's not like um, this horrible, horrible terrible sin that we commit when we have something that might not be on the plan or have something that we know is not maybe the most healthy for us. So pay attention to language. Such an important lesson from this episode. It's one that's going to stick with me. I know that it will for you too. And then finally, if you haven't done so already, sit down, pen and paper, do that writing exercise. Let's do that writing exercise that she recommended so that we can have a source of fuel uh, so that we can empty ourselves out, as she said, and learn about ourselves. What, what a valuable thing in this whole process. And again, we've talked about it before, but it bears repeating. Few things could be more valuable on this health and fitness journey than actually learning about yourself. So take some time to do the work. It takes work again. It's hard work, but it's worth it when you learn about yourself and now you have a basis to improve, to grow and become the best version of yourself. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone that you care about, someone that you know is doing this hard work in this challenging journey with you. And if you wouldn't mind, please rate and review the podcast on your podcast player. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please take a few minutes just to write a quick review so that others know what this show is all about and can find it and benefit from it as well. Thanks so much for being here with me. I'll talk to you again next week right here on the Begin Within Podcast.